Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Ball Don't Lie right here on 1049 The Horn, top of the charts Tuesday. That's when Patrick takes jams. They reached the top of the Billboard charts on this day in history uh, and plays them for us on a top of the charts Tuesday. Wow. Grease? Grease. Fantastic. Not not Hardest Favorite Grease, man. I'm like, but, man, this ain't my favorite Grease, man. I need Grease too, man. <laughs> I still can't believe you admit to people <laughs> openly that you prefer Grease 2 over Grease 1. Grease 2, man. Do you realize how crazy that sounds? Mm-hmm. I'm a little off. That is very <laughs> off. Wow. My yeah, favorite, I don't, man. I don't think I've ever heard anybody with that take before. Hey, man. You're unique. I'm all, yeah, that's what I was just about to say. You are unique. Some brother. call it strange. I call it unique. <laughs> that's what we're we going to call it. Uh, thanks, my man, Patrick, DJing at Top of the Trust Tuesday. Uh, you can be a part of the show. Specs text line 512-337-3776. You also can use the Twitterverse. Uh, my man, Harge is at Hardball Harge in the Twitterverse. Patrick Davis at It's Patrick Davis. I'm at Rod Babers in the Twitterverse. Plenty of discussion about your new NBA champions, the Denver Nuggets, winning their first NBA championship as an organization. Uh, just really quickly before we dive deep into uh, game five and then start talking about the legacy <clears throat> of uh, Jokic and really the championship window of this Denver Nuggets team right now, uh, let's give a little bit of props to the owner. Mm-hmm. Stan Cranky. Because Cranky uh, right now is on a run. He's got a bit of a run going. So he has he is a, an owner of... The Rams, who run the Super Bowl, Bowl recently. The Nuggets, who NBA won the NBA champs. title. Yep. The Colorado Avalanche. NHL champs. Who have won the Cup. And the Colorado Mammoth NLL, which uh, I believe is the lacrosse, uh, lacrosse team. Mm-hmm. Uh, lacrosse, professional lacrosse. And they won a title, too, by the way. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And the man, by the way, he also owns the Colorado Rapids. And the Arsenal FC, they haven't really won anything, but just owns those teams. They I make believe, a lot of money, too, though. Yes, overall uh, worth of his sports franchises, the accumulated value, I believe, is somewhere around $13 billion. He also owns Sci- Sci- uh, SoFi Stadium yep. in L.A., too, which is going to uh, be one of the host stadiums for the World Cup. Uh, they did have the national title game there, hosted the Super Bowl there. They're all going to have the Olympics there in 2028. 
Um, man, he they've is, had WWE there. WrestleMania, you're yep. right, has been there as yep. well. Yeah, he's up since he basically acquired SoFi. He's up nearly three billion dollars in revenue generated from events and equity in all of of that stuff. And I'm gonna bring a little bit back to Jerry Jones because yeah. don't forget Jerry Jones was the one that kept telling them they need to put a team in LA, and Jerry Jones got cranky. To help build that, I mean, to he to did. build all that stuff, because they weren't looking at L.A. like that anymore. Yeah, you know, Jerry Jones is basically the head of the owners' association. Yeah, and Jerry Jones got to know some money. Say what y'all want. Yeah, does about he his ever football acumen and IQ? But man, he got a nose for money. Dollar, dollar <laughs> bills, y'all. And he has expanded the uh, really the overall revenue pie for the NFL several different times. Mm-hmm. And you're right, Harsh. This is another time where he expanded that revenue uh, model for the NFL. So just looking at it from the ownership perspective, uh, that's a lot of straight cash homie uh, that Stan Cranky has invested, but that he's getting a lot of uh, ROI return on those investments. No doubt about it. Uh, All right, let's get to one of his teams, the latest uh, championship team of his, and that is the Denver Nuggets. And they left no doubt. Both of you guys predicted a gentleman sweep, so I'll give you guys some props. Congratulations on your accurate prediction. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Denver Nuggets made it, uh, sorry, actually they did make it a little bit more interesting than I thought it would be. I believe the line had it around eight and a half uh, them as a favorite to win game five. Uh, They actually had a sloppy first half, gentlemen. Ten turnovers in the first half for the Denver Nuggets. They shot horribly from three-point range. They were 1 of 15 from three-point range. By the way, that is a record low, 6.7%, the lowest three-point percentage for any half in finals history. Uh, And the Heat had a lead, a Mm 51-44 lead at half. And it looked like, oh, man, the the, the Heat may find a way to win this. Uh, It was was kind of a a rock fight in the third quarter. whole damn game ended up being a rock fight. (laughs) Uh, They ended up with a 71-70 lead, the Miami Heat did, going into the fourth quarter. And that's when... The Denver Nuggets decided they that they were going to win this thing and they were not going to be denied their championship celebration on this floor. And that's when they really took uh, charge of the game hard and they outscored the Miami Heat 24-18 in the fourth quarter. Jokic had 10 points in the fourth quarter and they really did decide to close the game out uh, with Jokic. Jimmy Butler did his best to keep the Miami Heat in it. He scored 13 points. I believe he scored 13 straight points. Yeah, he did. In the fourth quarter yep. for the Miami Heat. Uh, but nobody else scored after the nine-and-a-half-minute mark other than Jimmy Butler for Miami. And Jokic took over the game for the Denver Nuggets. And uh, he gets the finals MVP. They get the championship. And now you're talking about the Denver Nuggets start of that championship window. They could be on the precipice of something special. And we talked a little bit about this yesterday before the game about Michael Malone and his coaching style, Mm -hmm. the way he challenges his team, the work that they put in, the consistency of the message that he was delivering to his team. That's what I think helped them stay focused. That's what I think helped them stay locked in. And the fact, too, that they smelt blood in the water and they started to attack him. But I also take it all the way back to what we talked about a couple weeks ago when it first started, when you watched the way that the Miami Heat had to get to the finals, that was a struggle. Every game was was to the max. They were they were playing against the top teams in their in their conference. They beat the Bucks. They beat um, Celtics. The Celtics, mm-hmm. and then you get to this level, and it was like. 
uh-oh, this team is built a little bit different. They got a different mindset. This team is well-rested because they did do the sweeps. They did. They were able to go in there and get some games off because you decided you want to play seven games against Boston. That's on you. And now they're in better shape than you are to traveling from the East Coast to the West. I mean, there's just so many different things that factored into it. But then again, you look at what Jimmy Butler was able to do, the underdog mentality. I want to play with these guys. I get it, Jimmy. You deserve those guys. But when your role players that you like playing with aren't playing at an above average role and then you go against a team like uh, the Denver Nuggets who have two super – Potential superstars, one for sure. Jamal Murray like is putting anyway. Jamal Murray's putting his name in yeah. there because he's finally healthy, yeah. putting himself in that category. But then their role players played well. Look at what Aaron Gordon was able to do. Look at uh, Bruce Brown and what he was able to do. Those are the types of players. And even Caldwell Pope, he played well. Defensively, he played well. So there's times when you start looking at, at the teams, and the story is great for Miami. Spolster's a great coach. All the great stuff that goes with it. But you still need your Robin, and I don't think he had a Robin. Yeah, I don't think Jimmy Butler, and especially well, we may hear that Jimmy was hurt at some point too. I still believe we may hear that Jimmy was not right after he rolled his ankle and maybe there was something else that was going on with Jimmy because he just did not look the same. Bam Adebato had a, had a good series, yeah. but you're right. He doesn't have a true Robin. That was unexpected for Bam to play that well. Yeah. Right. No, and I mean, Bam played a better series than Jimmy did. Right. He did. Jimmy yeah. did not have – I mean, like, he did okay, but to be a superstar of a team, you underperformed in at least four out of the five games, if not all five, Easy. you yeah. underperformed. Yeah. And, I mean, Spolster is a great coach. Uh, Bam Adebayo did the best he could. Defensively, he just he couldn't do a bunch. I mean, and he also he, he fell in that point where, where, you know, when you talk about uh, the defense of, of Jokic, look at what Bam did when Jokic hit the bench. When, when Jokic gets into foul trouble early and hits the bench, that's when Bam Adebayo is like, just throw me the ball. They'll go yep. dominate yep. underneath because Aaron Gordon and, and Jokic both get hurt or both get uh, per, in foul, foul trouble. trouble. And so we saw, you know, you can say, well, he's not the best defender, but we saw what Bam did as soon as he was off the court mm-hmm. is he was able to go in there and just score at, at will. But, yeah, th- this for me was – and, I like, I could believe that there's something else going on with Jimmy Butler. I, I wanted to see him at least seem like he cared past game three and I don't know if that was that he was hurt and and so he's you know he was basically understood that he wasn't going to be able to be the same guy but it it, it just seemed as if like he knew that he wasn't going to be good enough to win it and then didn't even really make the effort because we saw what he did at the end of at the end of that game Mm -hmm. he came out and hit a couple big threes was going and then I mean then it was just forcing also got a terrible call like oh, they, they, they need to fix. It. They need to yeah. fix the review. They reviewed it and still. Yeah, they need to fix the review. That was insane. That was crazy. Yeah, they, yeah. Need, they need to fix it because these refs are out of control with their. I don't know. It's just no, pride. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't really like give another. We don't make bad calls. Yeah, we reviewed it. Exactly. We don't make bad calls. Yeah, you do. When at the end of the year, when we look, we reviewed all of the calls that had to be reviewed. Turns out we have a ninety-eight percent uh, hit rate. We're never wrong. Yeah, it's we reviewed crazy. it. We're never wrong. They need to fix that <laughs> because that that was that was crazy. It was blatant. It really was. Yeah, because they also made a rule that you can't kick your foot out to try and get a foul. Which was the only contact there was. Right, which showed that he kicked his foot out to get the foul. <laughs> but yeah. that, that was the one that was very annoying in the moment because you're like, if they win this game because they gave him three points and the they win by like two. Conspiracy theories that are going to pop up are going to oh, be just nuts. so stupid. But yeah. <laughs> it didn't even matter. You got that call and you still weren't able to come back and win the game. Uh, it, it, it did seem it was just at the end. The defense stepped up a lot. Uh, Aaron Gordon did not have a great offensive game in, in game six, in game five, but his defense throughout this whole series, it's just it's watching him play where a guy that two years ago people said he was a bust and couldn't play defense. Like yeah. he just he was never gonna be a good like mm-hmm. he's a he's athletic, but he'll he can't play defense and he's not a great three point shooter was what his scouting report was two years ago. And that's why you go with Mike Malone, the guy that is talking you into greatness. Yeah. That's what he was able to hey, do, and that's pulling why, it out of him. Michael Porter Jr. And that's why you got to give credit to the staff, to the, who they scouted and brought in. Yeah. A guy like Christian Brown that you bring in that you just go, this guy is winning DNA, clearly, because he's won three high school championships. He's won an NCAA championship, and now he's won an NBA championship. We want winners. That dude needs a bigger we trophy shelf. winners. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And so it's like you bring in guys like that. You bring in a guy like Bruce Brown who wants to prove it. You you, you get a Contavious Caldwell-Pope who's upset that he did not get the payday in L.A. and you use that anger. Uh, and, and then even a guy like Michael Porter Jr. where you take a chance on a guy who's got injuries and you go, man, if, if he's able to stay healthy, mm-hmm. he can see what we do. And I've heard this a lot. Uh, you know, There's always going to be haters and trolls and everything else. The people who are getting on – uh, the Nuggets for playing a not great uh, yes, percentage they played, of players. They played two eights, a four, and a seven to make yeah. it. To that, win that's what happens when you when you have the best record in the in your conference. Yeah, that's. I mean, you, you, you play an eight seed. automatically. <laughs> then, you're the, then you play the higher of the two seeds you could play in the second yep, round. Exactly. You're playing a four or five because you're the one seed. And let's not and forget. And then you got two easier ones in the second. But also, you're playing a Lakers team then, with. With possibly one of the greatest players of all time, exactly, and, and LeBron James. Thank you. You're playing like there's Katie and, Katie and Devin Booker. They, they were like favored. Yeah. yeah, Lakers and yes. the Suns were favored. Those yeah. were the two teams you're, that everybody kept saying that's who's going to be there. People are just hating because it's not their team, or they they don't like. They didn't watch. If you don't like what Jokic is, was doing, then you probably just didn't watch a lot of it because there was a lot of it that he did with that was a ton of fun to watch. Or you just don't like basketball, you like highlights. Yep. Uh, yeah, and when Jokic's got some highlights, too. He does. I agree. He does. You, but... you, don't, you don't get the full appreciation unless you watch him in the games. Yeah. Uh, and I'm with you. And, and I'll, the reason I started off giving some props to ownership is because usually you don't see uh, ownership patient enough to allow yeah. a formula to marinate this long. What, Mike Malone has been there how long? Eight years now? We're talking about eight years? Being like patient. That? Right, then, yeah, exactly. Right, you just usually in the NBA there is just you know right now there's not a lot of uh, coaches you know losing their jobs like three three or four Quickly. years seems to be yeah the uh, the lifespan of a coach uh, at one spot in the NBA and then they do the kind of musical chairs of coaches, uh, but usually you know patience is not a virtue in the NBA 
And I will admit, I did not even realize Mike Malone had Michael Malone had. Oh, so been there say, that make long. sure you say his name yes. right, dog. Uh, so I'll give I'll give ownership some credit for that. Give Mike Malone a ton of credit. He's obviously a hell of a coach. Uh, but they were patient with this particular formula. You don't see that a lot. Also, you and know, I forgot that he was the coach of the Sacramento Kings before he took the job with yeah. Denver. I'm like, huh. I didn't realize he was at Sacramento. Hard to keep up, man, yeah. in the NBA. Uh, but, yeah, he's one of the coaches who's been around a long time, and that you don't see in the NBA. You don't see a lot of tenured coaches. Uh, the Nuggets also in this game five, 97.9 points per 100 possessions. Uh, that was the least That was the least efficient offensive performance for a winning team in the playoffs this season. So you're talking about the best offensive team in the playoffs had the worst game offensively for any winning team in the playoffs this year. They found a way to win ugly. That was their ugliest win. You got to. That was arguably the ugliest win of the playoffs for any team. That was their ugliest win of the playoffs. They just found a way to get it done. They like, Three-point shooting was was bad. They're foul, they, they were bad from the free throw line, bad mm-hmm. from three-point line. They had a lot of turnovers early on. They really honestly didn't have a reason to, to – to win the game, but they are they showed you they they're gritty enough to win ugly games, mm-hmm. and that's kind of what it showed. Me. It wasn't a pretty win. I mean, you had neither team getting to the triple digits, but uh, that was a hell of a, a way to close out because they just smelled the blood, as you said, and they just went for the throat. Yeah, and the Miami Heat had nothing. The only person to score down the stretch that was really putting up a fight down the stretch was Jimmy Butler. The rest of the team, like I said, didn't even score after the nine-and-a-half-minute mark. It was just him. Yeah, and then you start <laughs> watching him, too. It, when you're trying to just give it to one guy to score, it creates a lot of problems because it's like get him the ball and everybody get out of the way. Well, the Denver Nuggets know that that's what y'all are doing. Duncan Robinson wasn't playing a great game either, and I thought he was going to play a little bit better. But when you look at that entire stuff, Patrick, you brought it up, Bam Adebayo, when when Joker came back in, he changed his whole approach, and he wasn't attacking the rim as he once did during the game. So there's so many there's so many things that went right for Denver, but there's so many things that went wrong for. Miami and and again, I think Spolstra knew it after they lost Game Three when they when they got the series tied up. Then all of a sudden it was like, uh oh, what is about to happen? They didn't have it ready for them, and then everything else changed quickly. Um, obviously the Finals MVP was, I mean that was not any secret. It wasn't even a, a debate. It was unanimous <laughs> Finals MVP for Jokic. Everybody knew that was uh, gonna happen. He led all players in points, rebounds, and assists. First player in NBA history to do so in the playoffs. Uh, he he was a, a really a force of nature out there and was unstoppable. And he had a couple of post games that are really memorable, and they're shortened to the point. So after the game, he was on the floor. Um, after the game, you know, right after they're celebrating his balloons and confetti and all this stuff everywhere. And he, here is his on court post game uh, interview when he was asked about uh, you know his his accomplishments and the championship and what he's going to do now. Here is Jokic. And now you are an NBA. You are. An- Champion Nicola, how does that feel? It's good. It's good. The job is done. We can go home now. <laughs> Congratulations, Mike. <laughs> job is done. Right. Go home now. I went to work. Now it's time for me to go home. I made a I'm ready to, the- to get across the water. 
I'm ready to go. <laughs> that it was straight to the point. And okay, so yeah, Hart, you just brought up. He tried to get back to his home, to homeland yes. for him. And he was asked in the post game. This is how he's actually sitting down at you know in the post game <laughs> with the media, and he has an in, <laughs> he has a conversation with a member of the media, and they start asking him about uh, the post game. Uh, sorry, like the post championship festivities. Uh, and here is a response from Yoko. Outstanding. Now, and if you're looking forward to a parade coming up in Denver, men's parade. When is parade? Thursday. No. <laughs> I need to go home. Hello. <laughs> okay. Uh. He's genuinely disappointed. Like he's it, mad. It comes across as dry humor. <laughs> like he's just, oh, he's just very dry. Because Pop, Pop does that sometimes. Pop's got the dry humor working. And members of the media that know Pop, they're like, ah, Pop's just some dry humor. And it comes across that. No, no, I think he's genuinely disappointed. He wants to go home. He did the job. The job yep. was to win the title. I won the title. I showed him on the best. I want to go home. That's it. Yep. All right? I don't need to celebrate with y'all. Don't want to celebrate. And you know what? Denver Nuggets fans, the ones I talked to, got no problem with it. If he's not at the parade, none of them will be offended. No. They'll put up pictures of them. They'll hold pictures Yeah, they'll up. hold a little sign up and talk about, we wish you were <laughs> yeah. here. He'll, he'll yeah. zoom in from his pool. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he can zoom in. Just on the back it. of a horse. Wow. Man, on the no, back of a horse no, no, with no shirt on. <laughs> <laughs> no, Looking like Prince, that album <laughs> you gotta just be in the pool so like, let me just go get in the pool yeah. wow man have you it, tim duncan was you know he was uh, you know a meek star where you know he was he, humble he, 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 yeah he was humble yeah. he didn't really like the spotlight didn't crave the spotlight still doesn't it still doesn't this is something new though this is a new he's he's even different than timmy he's yeah. different yeah. than timmy yeah. because to me he is oh man like he doesn't even crave celebrating with his teammates necessarily. Well, I think because we saw videos like of him pulling Jamal Murray into the pool and stuff like that. He did that. have some fun. So yeah. he had some fun. I don't. I think he hates the spotlight at all. I think he hates like, being around media people. He yeah, loves yeah. being around his boys. Mm. I think it, you saw his big old brothers out there picking him up and carrying him. I'm like, those are the people he wants to hang out with. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, those are the people they that he really make... wants to be around because he knows those people. He's comfortable around them. He'll let loose around them. When he's done in front of the microphone, he's like, "Oh my god!" Did you see the other part of his uh, his interview when they were asking if Djokovic text him after they won the championship because they're from the same place? Yes. And he saw the messages. He's like, I'm going to turn my phone off. I'm going to definitely turn my phone off because he uh, didn't want to deal with it. Yeah, Patrick has that audio, too. Here's uh, the audio that Hard was referencing. Uh, congratulations. I'm going to see it if he's testing me, no? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, oh, mom, my How many texts do you have? A lot. A lot. I know, I'm not going to. I'm going to turn off the phone. Yeah, I'm I mean, just gonna go party, man. Leave me alone. Yeah, he does. Listen, it, it's he's a very lovable superstar yes, for yeah. the NBA, and he's authentic and genuine, and it's great. And I love his. I don't even know if it's a sense of humor. He's just funny, yeah. <laughs> and it's very a dry, I like him a lot. comedic timing and sense. Yeah. But I do hope he embraces the media as he goes on this run. Hopefully, as I run, I do hope he embraces the media. He is the best basketball player on the planet. 
people who don't like basketball or don't know basketball or don't watch the NBA should know who he is. I you know, agree. you know what? And I mean? that's a shame they don't. That is the case in you know. This is why we talk about with Mike Trout and Shohei Otani, right? This yep. is the Shohei Otani's the best player in, base, in in baseball, and people should know who he is, whether you like baseball or not. Mike Trout didn't embrace media. He didn't like it. Didn't like the spotlight. And we agree that not, not only hurt his value, but hurt the game. Because he was the best player in the game for so long, he should have been an ambassador for the yeah. game. That's just part of the burden of it. And I hope that he does embrace being in front of the media more. Whoever his, his people are, his publicist and his agent, he should be in more commercials. So we should know him that way, too. Everybody, NBA included, agents included, him included, need to embrace him being a media darling just for a while so that he becomes a household name because yeah. he deserves to be. He does. Yeah, I, I don't know if that – I mean, I would say you should go talk to Ricky Williams, and that's another yeah. guy who did interviews like that uh, with a face mask on. And, yeah, and right. Yeah, it was a good game. That, yeah. And that's that – you go, I get it. It's social anxiety or whatever it is. It's, it's tough. Which, when they say, wins a parade, and you're like, yeah, I don't want to – you know what I don't want? To be on a parade. <laughs> if I don't like answering questions – you know, I prefer to be away from everybody. That would <laughs> yeah, be where I yeah, prefer yeah. to be. I get it. So I get it. Uh, but yeah, I would say try and get him, you know, try and just make that, even if nothing else, make it so he can understand how to deal with situations better. So if he really hates it this much, I'd be like, hey, man, just don't stress out about it as much and yep. it'll be fine. Totally agree. I would say, you know what, instead of him embracing the media, let's just do, uh, let's get him in controlled environments where we can just do the advertising, the commercials, and yeah. and different, you know. You better uh, do it on, all in one day, though, because he ain't going to come back and see you after that. No, I agree. You're right. He may not. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, maybe he doesn't. Maybe it is about anxiety, and we definitely don't want to increase his stress, stress levels out. and stuff yeah. like yeah. that, right? Mental stress and uh, mental health and all that. So, yeah, but By I By the do, way, it is Mental Health Month for men There you right go. Right now. All right, yeah, that's yeah. Stuff, that stuff's important. But yeah. I do think, man, pe- more people need to know. Who the best player on the planet is in the NBA, and I don't think everybody does. Well, I, I think you, most people still tell you it's LeBron James. It's like actually, it's not. Right. Well, if you look <laughs> at this, and to your point about more people knowing who he is, whether you watch the NBA or you're or a passerby, the NBA playoffs across ABC, ESPN, and TNT average five point four seven million viewers, which making it the most watched playoff in five years. That's good. So it's new people coming to the party, yeah. so other people wanted to see it. Maybe it goes back to what you were talking about, about Jimmy Butler. He's intriguing. Bunch of no-name guys that are out there doing their thing. And then you have the lovable big guy that everybody at the rec thinks they are because they can kind of play like that. And now people decided to watch it. I do want to add this, too, that for the past five NBA seasons, we've had a different champion every year now. Yeah, that yeah, is one thing about the Adam Silver era that is different, that you've had a lot of different champions. You've had seven, I think, in ten years, seven different yep. champions. And five in the last consecutive years, Denver, Golden State, Milwaukee, Lakers, and Toronto. Yeah. Um, so. And in David Stearns, I think eight, his eight, uh, I think he had eight uh, in 30 years. Yeah. Uh, different champions in those like 30 years. So you are getting That's a lot. That's because he didn't let CP3 go to LA, dog. Yeah, whatever it is, <laughs> it's, it's good for the NBA, though, man. New yeah. blood is good for the NBA. All right, we come back. We'll continue this conversation about Nikola Jokic and the Joker and where he is all time among the GOATs and the greats. Uh, you may be surprised where he lands on that list. All, the, all that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie, 104.9 The Horn. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Find out what happens when people stop being polite and start getting real. You ain't keeping it real. My God, okay, it's happening. Everybody stay calm. Oh, you've done it now. It's time for Rod's Rant of the Day. Hold on to your butts. All right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. I'm going to have the conversation here about Nikola Jokic and where he stands all time among the greats. Now, I brought some of these numbers up, but I've updated them since. But I brought some of these numbers up prior to the NBA Finals uh, just to put Nikola Jokic's accolades and his resume into perspective and give it some context and where he stands all time. So now he's got a he's put a ring on it. Um, now we're having a different conversation. So Nikola Jokic in these playoffs, by the way, averaged 30, 30 points, thirteen half rebounds, and nine and a half assists. Uh, we gave, it's just a freaky stats, man. <laughs> he's got a bunch of freaky stats. One of the freakiest is he became the first player ever to lead uh, the entire uh, playoffs in points, rebounds, and assists in one single postseason. Yeah. Had more points, assists, and rebounds than any other player in the postseason, um, which shows you just how versatile he is as a big man. Um, but I went and uh, updated these stats just to kind of put some uh, perspective on where he stands all time. So if you're looking at PER, play, career playoff PER, which is player efficiency rating, one of the probably most popular analytical stats out there uh, for uh, basketball, just to try to see how – um, efficient a player is all around. Um, Nicole Jokic right now, 29.02 player efficiency rating in the playoffs. That's number one overall. Like that's hit. Michael Jordan is second, 28.6 career playoff PER, player efficiency rating. Uh, George Mikan is third. LeBron James is fourth. Um, AD actually is fifth. Shaq is sixth, Hakeem Olajuwon is seventh, uh, Giannis is eighth, Kawhi Leonard is ninth, and Tim Duncan, the big fundamental, is tenth. Mm. So, rarefied air there. Uh, if you look at all-time career playoff leaders in box plus minus, uh, now after uh, a championship run by Nikola Jokic, um, he is second all-time in career playoff box plus minus at 10.42. Uh, that is behind... MJ the GOAT, Michael Jordan, at 11.4, he is tops in mm. box plus minus uh, in career playoff box plus minus. LeBron is third behind Jokic at 10.04. Kawhi is fourth. Uh, Giannis is fifth. Magic Johnson is sixth. There you go. Mm. Uh, that that round out top 10, Larry Bird, Hakeem, Steph, Tracy McGrady cracks it too. Some of these stats are a little bit <laughs> like, I don't know about that one. Hey, uh, there, there are exceptions to every rule. Um, if you look at just his regular points per game in the playoffs um, without any stipulations or, or criteria thrown in it, he is ninth all time, 27.4 assists per game in the playoffs. He is 19th. 
uh, 7.2, and career rebounds per game in the playoffs. He's 17, so he's top 20 in all of those. But Kim Kardashian, Nicki Minaj, Serena Williams, Cardi B, Sass, Megan, the Stagging Sass. But if you throw in the stipulation that uh, players must have at least 2,000 career playoff minutes, because he's got a lot of playoff minutes he's put in, um, among that group, he is sixth in points per game, and he is 13th in both assists and in rebounds per game. No other player in that group of 2,000 career playoff minutes are even in the top 30. Larry Bird is closest, uh, 22nd in assists and 32nd in rebounds. Wow. Yeah, man. Rarified air. He's, he's special, man. If you combine his points, assists, and rebounds in the playoffs, he's at 52.9 in these these past playoffs here with this title run by them. Uh, that's second most in a playoff run behind Wilt Chamberlain's 59.9. He was at 52.9. Uh, Bill Simmons also keeps up with this stat, too, and calls it his 42 club, uh, basically combining points per game, assists, and rebounds per game. And we're talking about 42 Cup in the playoffs. So all of those stats combined, those three stats. And Nikola Jokic, if you do career playoff combined points, assists, and rebounds per game, he is only behind Wilt Chamberlain, 51.2. And he is second ahead of Michael Jordan, third at 45.7. So being in, uh, sandwiched in between Wilt Chamberlain and MJ oh, ain't, say, ain't that that bad. bad place. Uh, and LeBron is fourth. So your top four is Wilt, Jokic, MJ, and LeBron. And uh, that stat about combined points, assists, and rebounds per game in the playoffs. In wow. a career. Uh, if you look at among players with at least 1,000 career playoff shot attempts, uh, he is second in effective field goal percentage. He is third in true shooting percentage. Uh, if you look at uh, just among that group in in two-point percentage, he's fifth. In three-point percentage among that group, he is second. That is probably the, one of the freakiest things about all of his stats is that Jokic is second in career playoff three-point percentage among players with at least 1,000 playoff field goal attempts in the, in the playoffs. That's crazy because Steph Curry, and he, by the way, he's at 41.2% three-point percentage career in the playoffs. Steph Curry's at 396 Clay's at 40.5. Ray Allen's at 40.2. Reggie wow. Miller's at 39%. Currently, right now, Jokic is, is a better career three point shooter in the playoffs <laughs> uh, than those guys. And those are, are some of the great three point shooters of all time. And if you're thinking about his clutch gene, he's got the clutch gene and more. Uh, he's made 15 of 32 shots in the playoffs in the last three minutes of those playoff games with the score within three points. That's a 47% rate. That will be fourth best among the 45 players who qualified with at least 30 such shot attempts uh, since 1996. So uh, whichever way you want to look at it, I mean, he can retire today, gentlemen, and you're talking about a top 20 player. Right now, we're just wondering, pretty much. You're talking about a top 20 player right now. And the more that you watch him <laughs> and the more you go through those numbers and you you start to really dive into what you've seen, um, I still believe if they would have had Jamal Murray last year, they would have had a good opportunity of making a run at it. And if they can stay healthy, that's the other part. They they I know everybody wants to talk about dynasties and where do these people rank and how are you going to you judge them you got to give him his props right now. 
Give him his flowers while he's here. That's what we always talk about, right? You no talked about question. it. For that guy to be able to do what he was able to do, the only person to achieve those goals of what? He led the entire points. Playoffs, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Points, assists, and rebounds. Yeah. yeah. And if I'm Stan Kroenke and he says, I want to go home and not go to the parade, uh, I'm giving him my private plane to go exactly. do it. Exactly. Go ahead, and man. Say, Enjoy hey, yourself. man, let me tell you. The one thing I don't want is you to fall out of love with this game <laughs> exactly. when you make enough money and you go, I'm good enough, 35, 31 years old, I'm yep. good. Yep. One, two rings or something, my one run ring, I'm good, 31. And you're like, I miss out on like four more years this guy. That's yeah. a good point. He has this personality that's kind of quirky where I can see something like that happening. Like, I'm done. Yeah, like you I'm do good. not. I mean, now again, everybody thought Tim Duncan was going to retire early and that dude played forever. That's true. So yeah. sometimes it is He's pretty you, you don't know. Yeah. But yeah, if you if he if he retired in two years at thirty, it wouldn't surprise. I think everybody would go, yeah, he's just that guy. Yep. Or if he played till he was forty, everybody would go, yeah, he's just that guy. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> I, I think that was uh, right on the money. I, I totally agree with you. And I hope he plays. I hope he goes old school and plays. Try to play as long as he can because uh, he's fun to watch. And I can't wait to see him stockpile more of these crazy stats. Like I said already, guys, he's. Statistically, look at that playoff performances. He's already in rarefied air up there with the goats, and he's just 28. <laughs> and that championship window for the Nuggets just started. They're on the it cracked open. Just it cracked, cracked open. open. Yep. Now maybe it maybe it only stays open to crack. Yep. Who knows? Yep. Uh, but got to pry they, that thing open. They could end up prying that thing wide open, man, and we could be uh, seeing something special. So uh, we'll talk more about the uh, Denver Nuggets. I'm sure they got their parade coming up later on this week. We believe Joker's going to be there. <laughs> Uh, so there'll be some uh, some talk for, about Joker, I'm sure, uh, in the parade. Aaron Gordon's already been walking through the streets Man, I love of it. Denver shirtless. Yeah. Is, he, he, last, your... last night he had his uh, he had his game shorts on, <laughs> walking shirtless through the streets. He had like, his phone in his hand. That was it. He's he is, guys he is J.R. Smith. He is J.R. Smith. That's, that's exactly what he is. No fear, man of the people. Just out there. Just get The it. man of the people. Oh, uh, yeah. So uh, we'll get into some more of the coronation, if you will, of the Denver Nuggets as the champions of the NBA. All right, we come back. We got another off the record on the uh, other side right here on Ball Don't Lie Wonderful Night in the Horn. Back to ball, don't lie, right here on 1049 The Horn. Top of the charts Tuesday. Uh, that's my man Patrick, the ideal unit. Always coming up with the musically themed days of the week, and that's when he plays jams that reach the top of the Billboard charts on this day in history. Uh, okay, speaking of this day in history, um, I want to get to a little off the record. Actually, this is not about this day, it's about this week, I should say, in history. Did you guys know that? Money Mayweather had an exhibition fight. I did not know, but I did see the videos. Yeah, yeah, he had an exhibition fight with John Gotti the Third. Mistake. <laughs> mistake. Mistake. Why did you say mistake? <laughs> mistake. Why? Why is that? There's a nothing good gonna come out of fighting with a Gotti. <laughs> I agree. This is Gotti of the Gotti. Exactly. Right? Oh yeah. Because he's the third. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't. I mean, it's an exhibition fight. And Gotti was disqualified. The fight was stopped, and the chaos broke out. There was like a melee that happened in the middle of the ring. Yeah. Um, the exhibition match ended in complete chaos on Sunday night with multiple brawls breaking out after the two fighters got done with each other in the ring. The scene at F uh, 
but if a Florida Live Arena, I should say, in mm. Sunrise, Florida, was absolute mayhem after Mayweather toyed with Gotti for several rounds. The New York mob boss's grandson kicked off a melee by trying to go after the boxing legend. So he upset a, <laughs> a, a mob, a, one of the, a former mob boss's son. Yeah. Uh, sorry, uh, his uh, grandson, I should say. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably not a wise That's idea. not a, a smart move at all because it just don't stop from the ring. Um, <laughs> so I would say this, I'll give Floyd, Floyd Mayweather some, some props here, money Mayweather. He's found this loophole now where he can fight, get paid, overpaid, mm-hmm. ridiculous amounts of money for these fights. And they don't count against his record. And he only fights scrubs Yep. and he, he just gets paid a lot of money and they basically monitor the fights where he can't really get hurt either because mm-hmm. they're exhibitions. So the, the ref can step in anytime, stop the fight, do whatever. It, and he's done like four or five of these now. Yeah. Ooh, exhibition fights. That nobody knows about. But it's just for money. He just gets paid on the table right. to do it, and the people can bet on him and all kind of stuff like that. It's crazy. And you know he bet on himself because that's how he always he does. He always does. That's why he has those big paydays as usual. That is a hell of a loophole he's found. He's, he's yeah. fighting. Now, they don't count on his official record or anything, but he gets paid for him. Mm-hmm. And he and no, and when he, when he fought, who was that? Uh, he fought one of the, I forget their name. The, the Paul brothers. Yes, thank you very yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. The influencers. The influencers. He fought one of them. Yeah. And it was like a It was big, and everybody was, was like, oh, man, he's a really good fighter. And they had pay-per-view for it. Oh, they did. Crazy. Yeah. That's like you said, he finds the loophole where it doesn't go against them, but not, but the other part about it is the exhibition turned chaotic because of the fact that it was one of those situations where some people don't know what's real and what's fake. They are real. They fought in the back as well. There was a brawl between oh, his money camp, made, and they, and they, yes, they, they and camp? the Gotties too. Wow, and they're built different. Like yeah, these are camps built. are built different. They are so, different. And the I think the sister. Of uh, John Gotti, yeah, John Gotti's junior's daughter and John Gotti the third sister Nicolette is saying that they are coming for his family. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. She posted it on social media. Well, if you post on social media, you're coming for somebody, then you're probably not coming for him. And you're also now, (laughs) he needs some supervision. See, this is how you know the Gotti's, they are no longer real mobsters. Usually the rule of real mobsters back then was, don't talk about what you're doing. And now they're on social media like, I'm coming after you. We're going to come get you. It's like, I thought the mobsters, they rolled in silence. It's a given eight. A still up Instagram posts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Where you say I will murder your family. Up. That's right. There you go. Yeah, yeah. that's how. Uh, that's how far the Gotties have uh, come from their days of the mob life. Yeah. Uh, there you go. That now there's another group that hates Floyd Mayweather, and apparently it's the Gotties too. So. Ding 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 ding. Yeah, from the mob. Family. Yeah. All right, there you go. Uh, we'll get to uh, some more hijinks uh, on the other side. <laughs> uh, we'll talk some Texas football, actually. Uh, talking about Quinn Ewers, who's actually Heisman favorite. Uh, maybe that has to do with those brand new abs that he has. We'll talk about hey. that. More of the heartbreak <laughs> from Texas baseball as well. All of that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie on 104.9 The Horn.